Madison's Alternative 1067, The Resistance. I am joined by Run River North today. Hello, guys. How's it going? Good. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you guys have a new song called Lonely Weather. I think it's perfect timing. It's about seasonal depression. <laughs> <laughs> it's been We're quite a year. We're all feeling that now. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. guys got some help from Nick Anderson from the Rex for this song. How did that come together? Uh, well, we um, we had written a song with him prior um, last year called Wake Up. And then um, that was our single last year. And then we just hit it out of the park, like two for two. We just went to um, we went to his place, and then he had, he had some demo work. And uh, he was talking about how it is back at home in Buffalo. And um, Nick is just a genius. Like whenever you get in the room with him, whether it's like, you know, just talking about music or whatever, he's he's got so many great ideas and he's able to kind of just put two and two together. So it was a it was a great reunion. And you just, you just never know what happens with these like songwriting sessions. But with him, like so far, it's been two for two. So we're kind of excited about what third session would be like after COVID. I was excited when I got the email because it was like the third time that the Rex had come up in a week. Wow. Other bands really? are collaborating with them. Uh, they're on the NHL soundtrack. Wow. Um, Bishop Briggs and a bunch of other bands. And I was just like, man, the Rex is just keep coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. As they should. I think they, they totally deserve it. They're super hardworking and they're a lot of fun to watch. Was it a conscious decision to release the song now? Or like, how did the whole new album process kind of come together? It's been a crazy year. A lot of stuff has been pushed back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually, um, so we had, we, we, that session Alex was talking about was last August, I think, or like sometime in the fall last year. And yep. uh, we were trying to put it out last year, but um, we were unable to, and we found ourselves in December. And I think uh, we had to make a tough decision, you know, after a lot of talk and thought we, we decided just like put it on hold, but uh, decided that we would tour uh, the EP that was coming out that year uh, and call it the lonely weather tour. So we have been playing the song. Mm -hmm. um, we, we played it all tour. It was called the lonely weather tour. So, um, we've been keeping peep our fans waiting for for many many months now. So it's 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 finally out, and and we're so glad that it is. And the full record, "Creatures in Your Head," is the name of it. Comes yep. out in February. We've already heard "Spiders," "Pretty Lies," now "Lonely Weather." Additional mm -hmm. singles have also been released through Patreon. Uh, just in general, I feel like on Spotify and all the DSPs, we've We've released um, about six songs total from the, the 10 song um, album. Alex, you talked to our afternoon host, Ebo, on Instagram Live back in June and said you were starting a garden. How did that go? Yes, it has died and, and needs a, <laughs> a second cycle. We had, we had an infestation of moth caterpillars where there were literally 30 caterpillars having their little orgy on our lettuce. And it really like traumatized us because it just looked like, I know caterpillars don't have faces, but they really looked really pleased with themselves. And I, I had to, 
I had to swipe off like 30 caterpillars off of maybe like six pieces of lettuce. It was really disgusting. So we're kind of just laying the ground fallow for now and letting it like rest. But I think we'll, we'll start it up again. We just we're a little traumatized from the, the caterpillar orgy that happened in our garden. So. No, it sounds kind of traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. We know that you guys miss touring and have had to find new ways to connect with fans like the Patreon. What are some of your favorite things that have come out of this new stage? Sally Bakes. I, yeah, that has we, come out. Out of our Patreon, we've been able to start like a Discord chat with all of our Patreon peeps. And it's just been like an ongoing, like you can kind of like jump in jump out kind of a thing I've, I've agreed with another one of our patreons like i feel kind of anxious with a lot of the notifications but it's just it's not like a it's there's no pressure it's just kind of a ongoing fun like catching up kind of conversation very encouraging very loving and we've really been able to get to know our fans on a deeper level like it's like fans that i i've i know i've seen like when we've toured through the states but um now it's like being able to see their faces on like our monthly Zoom calls and like be like, oh, who's missing? And it's like remembering them like now by name. And it's like, oh my gosh, like it feels so empty without this person here. And like, oh, this person's not drinking their usual glass of wine. Or it's just like these small things like you pick up, pick up on. It's like they, they've really become like another part of our family, our Run River North family. And so that's that's definitely been a a great plus throughout this year of COVID and Patreon. Yeah. What are you baking? <laughs> oh, um, you know, I recently baked uh, these thumbprint cookies. So it's like peanut butter on the outside and then you imprint like a center part and you fill it with jam. So I did like raspberry jam, strawberry jam. Those are really good. It was peanut butter and jelly cookies. Yep. It was delicious. It was really good. And I destroyed them all. (laughs) (laughs) I made mint chocolate chip cookies. Oh, Oh, how come that's never happened? That sounds so good. That does sound good. Like the idea of putting mint in a cookie. I don't think I've seen that. That sounds very good. They were delish. (laughs) You guys have been making music together for nine years. And many people in the biz have mentioned how underrated they think you are. That must be a really frustrating compliment. Um, sorry, sorry. I just, I just saw a homeless man whip out his thing. Oh, <laughs> no. We, we, yes. We just, oh, hey, look, well, he's, he's here. Uh, we, didn't we just I, talk about this? We, we just, we just talked about it because we live in Los Angeles. Uh, sorry, that was a weird tangent, but, um, oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we, that comic underrated, um, man, I feel like it's, that could be said about so many different people. So I don't feel like it's something like specifically targeted to us. I think, you know, there's just only so many spotlights and there's only so many spots on like a top 10 list on radio. So like it, it'll, it'll happen eventually. Um, I think if we're, if we're always going to be bitter about that, like we would never be happy. Um, I think more than that, it's it's really just helped us to focus on, um, I, I think it goes back to our Patreon. Like it helps us to focus on the people that, you know, that are fans and then other people that, you know, just want to talk for 
you know, just to have things to say. And, and we're realizing, you know, who we give our attention to is going to be the people that, you know, not just say, oh, you're underrated, but like, you know, you're underrated, but I, I love your music. I support it. I, I follow you guys. I, I, I buy your, buy your stuff. And, um, um, you know, and I think, um, if we were just focused on that one comment, we would never be happy. So I tend to think that our band just doesn't focus too much on that. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah, that's my long winded answer with the <laughs> random Los Angeles homeless tangent. So, oh. yeah. Um, Alex is on his way to work right now. So he's zooming from the car and, um, Get visually assaulted by. <laughs> yeah, it it lined up perfectly with your question too. So I was like, oh. so I hope I like it's, gonna... It. it's gonna happen. Yeah, it happens. Just kind of roll with it. When you guys talked to Ebo earlier in the year, you guys had done a fundraiser for Black Lives Matter. Have you guys been able to do any other fundraising or taken any more stances? That was one way we we felt like we've uh, got our fans to engage. And I feel as a band, we've just focused on putting out our music and doing it in a way that gives people an opportunity to kind of not escape, but just like, okay, people are still creating, people are still doing their lives. And we feel like just by being musicians and surviving, it's kind of our stance. And there are so many people on so many soapboxes that um, it, it feels like we don't want to add any noise, especially if we're like not real, you know, we're, we're being educated we're and we don't want to, I don't know. I, I, I don't want our band to just like parrot whatever anyone else is saying. And we have so many songs that it's just weird. I feel like our songs have become um, stances in and of itself. Like the fact that Lonely Weather didn't come out last year and it's coming out right now in the midst of like this election, truly lonely weather, like, I feel like we don't have to add anything more. We can just talk about the songs and the songs that in, in and of themselves happen to be part of the dialogue and, and the conversation that's going on, you know, in our country or in the world or just in our minds, you know? Yeah, that, that's interesting. I think to add on to that, I think we share who we are through the songs. We share a lot of who we are through the songs. And I think uh, people are too quick to just um, grab onto headlines and, you know, like Alex said, we don't want to add to the noise. This was just, you know, just our contribution without trying to convert uh, 70 million other people, you know. And so uh, I highly encourage people today, your listeners too, like to dig beyond the headlines and find the beauty in subtle things or like in, in uh, sub the subtleties of life. Are there going to be songs on the new album that are fully inspired by COVID? Uh, I feel like we've, uh, Spiders, our first single uh, back in uh, like May, uh, was, was a Corona baby. Like we, Sally and I wrote the lyrics um, right when the lockdown was happening. And uh, Daniel and Sally recorded all of their parts in their Honda cars. I recorded my, with like a, a sock filter and our, our, our producer Miro, we we all gave our mixed notes over Zoom. So it it was literally made during the time of Corona. And I think more than like you know us trying to find words to rhyme with pandemic, it was more just like that feeling that you're getting now in a pandemic. I feel like you you get these feelings no matter what if you live your life. It's just been exponentially like um, uh, underneath a microscope. And so um, I don't know. I I think 
Spiders is probably the most closest in terms of like it was written during Corona. And so there's, you know, that was in our brains, but everything else was pre-corona, pre-pandemic, but yet highly like, I think, I don't know, you could, you could make the case that all of those songs feel like they could have been written about uh, the, the pandemic that's going on in, in certain ways. It's going to be interesting to look back in like 10 years and be like, yeah. every song from 2020 <laughs> is about a pandemic. So it's kind of nice to have a variety or um, to have songs that just remind you that you're human and that yes. life exists outside of this pandemic or the election or riots or anything. Everybody knows love and lost love and and other aspects of humanity yes very totally well agree. so how are you guys working together are you are you guys having to do everything over zoom still yes everything over zoom i mean daniel and sally got engaged so i mean they i feel like they've they've figured out the system thank you uh, and um uh i think I mean, that speaks to a bigger thing. Like, how do you find ways to connect um, and feel like you're doing things not because of the pandemic, but even I think that the pandemic just tells you like, okay, you're, we all need to be together. We all need to find ways to connect. And how do you do that? And I feel like we've adapted in that way as a band to kind of um, do live sessions, do uh, IG lives. We figured out, you know, uh, these Zoom calls have become way more intimate. And um, as, a, as a band, I think, you know, we're just learning that we can record without um, a proper studio. And we, we can do this in this way. And it's just made us a lot more resilient and realizing that this can be done uh, in this way, even if it wasn't a pandemic. So I think uh, we're just learning that um, the whole being an independent band is truly about not just the sound, but like, how do you uh, work with what you have? And um, in the pandemic, you you have to, or else you don't survive. Yeah, communication is extra important right now. And technology has gotten a lot better about lowering that leg. When mm -hmm. the shutdowns first started, people who are doing Instagram lives from different locations would have to use like different iPhones and all this crazy mm -hmm. setup mm -hmm. so that there wasn't a leg in between them. Right. You guys have really figured that out nicely. <laughs> yeah, that's all Daniel. Daniel's kind of a, the whiz uh, behind the scenes and making things truly seamless. And there's a lot of hard work that he puts in to make it lagless. So, yeah, that's, that's Daniel. <laughs> so how did you guys come to be a band? Uh, well, I wrote, I, I, I was, um, I was, trying to write a uh, children's book called Monsters Calling Home. And it was about immigrant families and um, me being an immigrant, immigrant son. Uh, and then uh, out of that, like I was watching, you know, where the wild things are. I was uh, listening to Arcade Fire and I felt like this call to make this kind of big band sound. And I found other, uh, it just so happened to be that the first five, Korean Americans that I met that I wanted to kind of suss out for the band became the the six members of um, uh, Monsters Calling Home slash Run River North. So it really just started around me wanting to sing songs about um, immigrant parents. 
Um, and then from there, it just quickly evolved because, you know, there's five other people with five other stories and it's become this whole thing uh, where, you know, it, it was about relationships, about losing relationships. And, and now it's just, I feel like, you know, it's Daniel, Sally, myself, far less kitchens in the cook, or sorry, kitchens <laughs> in the cook, less cooks in the kitchen. And the focus has now been, um, yeah, how do you survive? And how do you like get to do what you love? And how do you do that um, with, with each other, with people that you care about and with, with people that you've been with for nine years? What about you guys, Daniel and Sally? How do you feel about this group? Oh, I'm very, I've, I think it's been a, it's been a surprise each year, but it's been well worth it, I think. And it's, it is literally, I have spent all of my twenties within, with this band. So I am 29 and it's, it just feels very, there are so many like ups and downs and things that I don't think I would have ever learned about myself or about growing out of like certain habits I had before that I would have gotten to face anywhere else if it weren't for this band. So I, I'm very, I love it. I'm appreciative and just want to keep doing what we can <laughs> for the future. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we say goodbye? Um, I think just for the album that's coming out that um, we started the album cycle about releasing singles every month this year, not really having anything um, uh, like specifically in mind for the album. We just knew that, okay, this will give us a reason to make an album and complete an album. But by the sixth month, I feel like we realized that this whole process was telling a story. And the fact that the album is called Creatures in Your Head um, really speaks to the whole uh, whole journey that like each of these songs kind of represent a different voice or a different thought that you have in your head. And that um, that like a healthy, healthy mental health isn't that you don't have any voices and you're just like completely quiet, but that you have these like really healthy dialogues with all the voices and all the thoughts that you, you know, might go through in your life. And I feel like this album truly has become that where each song is just like this manifestation of different thoughts that you can healthily engage with. And we feel like, you know, it wasn't what we started off with, but at the end, that's what it became. And we're really excited that all the songs kind of tell that story in the album when it comes out in February, along with Lonely Weather and all the other songs, it really does kind of play a great soundtrack for when you are kind of stuck in like pandemic-y situations. And so it feels, it feels like we did it on purpose, but it's not. And so we're really proud of, you know, and we're really excited that, you know, this is going to come out when it does. A happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. One that will make everybody feel better. We hope so. <laughs> All right, well, I look forward to catching up with you guys again, hopefully around February when the album comes out. Awesome. Yes. You guys Thank stay you so safe. Much, Thank, Thank you so much, Thank you, guys. You.